last class we were talking about the matzah that we eat at the Seder. We say this matzah, matzah zu, that we eat. Why do we eat it? Why? Because our forefathers, when they left Egypt, their matzah didn't even have time, their dough didn't even have time to rise. Okay, fine. And we say, well, hold on a second. Um, is that really why we eat the matzah? Matzah is a commandment to eat matzah. The fact that they didn't have, that the bread didn't have time to rise, that's an incidental thing that happened the next morning. So we spoke about the fact that there's matzah before midnight and matzah after midnight. We spoke about that the matzah before midnight is matzahs without a vav, and the matzah after midnight is matzahs with a vav, and matzahs with a vav is a higher level. And that until matzahs with a vav, after midnight, when Hashem revealed himself to them and, re- and redeemed them, they did not yet, and, and, and when that revelation happened, the matzah couldn't even rise, or the dough couldn't even rise, um, until, until such a time, um, they, the matzah was on a lower level. However, we, we have the matzah that is, we eat it before midnight, and yet our matzah is already, it has the advantage of post-midnight matzah, matzah that is like they had only after Hashem revealed himself and, re- and redeemed them. Okay, and then, and, and if you remember, that little gam in parentheses, where it says, and also, where, where it was saying that, there are pros and cons. Yes, There's always different advantages to different things. So in general, the matzahs after midnight is a higher level. Nevertheless, there is something to be said for the matzahs before midnight. And our matzah has both. Okay, that's where we left off. Till this point, the mimer has been mostly... A an interpretation or an explanation of the Alter Rebbe's Maimer. And in general, the Rebbe's Maimarim are very much a uh, survey on six previous generations of Chabad Chassidus. Like, if you wanted to take a course and familiarize yourself with what the Rebbeim of Chabad said from the Alter Rebbe to the Friedrich Rebbe, probably the best curriculum you could follow would just be to learn the Rebbe's Maimonim. The Rebbe teaches them, and with the, you know, bringing out the, the differences and the, exactly the different uh, nuances from each, what each Rebbe innovated. So the first chapter of this Mimer is pretty much a review of the Alter Rebbe's Mimer. Now the Rebbe starts, okay, base base, chapter 2. V'yesh leimer, v'yesh leimer. V'yesh leimer means there is to say, maybe we could say, it's a suggestion, um, which means a chidush, means the Baal HaMimer is now adding something that was not stated before. So now is the Rebbe's chidush. V'yesh leimer. The matzah that we eat, which is matzah after matan teira, right? Historically speaking, chronologically speaking, we all live 
after the revelation at Sinai. He lamayla yeser gamem mechinas matzais malevav de pesach harisha in shlefnei matantera. We were saying before that we have the the advantage of post matzah, post midnight matzah, pre midnight. We're saying more than that now. What we're saying is the matzahs that we eat after matantera, meaning as a commandment from Sinai, is even higher. Then the matzah is molevav that they ate the first Pesach before Matan Teda. In other words, not just we have the advantage of the post-midnight revelation, but something even greater than that. Why? How? Because the revelation of the King of all kings, the Holy One, blessed be He, in the matzah that we eat after Matan Torah, comes about, is the culmination of all of the Aveda of the work in Torah Mitzvahs that we did all year long for a year since since last Pesach. Who gilui naila yeser, and that's an even higher revelation. In other words, they had their higher level matzah was after midnight when there was a revelation of the King of all kings, Hashem, who came and revealed himself and took them out. We're saying we have that even before midnight. But we have, not only we have that before midnight, we have something even greater than that. We have it before midnight, and we have it some, something even greater than that. Why? Because ours comes about through all of the mitzvahs that we did all year. And there's something about our having... Now, we alluded to this last week. We spoke about the idea that in general, something that's earned, something that's worked for, there's a certain advantage to it, which is you're ready for it, you're prepared for it, and then you internalize it better. Okay. I'm sorry, in the the mashal, where's... What do you mean the matzah comes about from... uh, I mean, Hmm. someone bakes it. Yeah. So where's it, what do you mean it, it comes about from our work? But the spiritual for, quality. For, work for the year. The spiritual the quality spiritual, that's in the matzah. But in the, in the mushroom, so I'm saying in, in, the, in the physical... But the spiritual quality that's in the matzah. Which, which is, I got the work that you did all year is your bitl. That I get, but so I'm the, saying in the physical muscle, Is it that you don't follow it in the physical... Because uh, the, 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 the point, the, 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 the power of the matzah isn't from the bakery. The power of the matzah is from the mitzvah. Because you're doing a mitzvah. One year I chipped a tooth on a matzah. So, everyone, you're simchas yomtiv. It's not the matzah; it's the mitzvah that the matzah enables you to do. Right. Okay, the spiritual aspect of it, the spiritual quality of it. So, the spiritual energy of our matzah. Not only is it as high as the higher level of the two levels of matzah that existed. The first Pesach, but it's actually it's even higher, higher than their highest level. And why? Why is it higher? Because of all the work that we put into being ready for eating matzah on Pesach. Now, like I was about to say, we spoke about last week the idea that 
in general, it's like a general concept, it's a fairly, com- fairly common concept in Chassidus, that when you work for something and you earn it, then you're more ready for it and you integrate it better. Right? We spoke about that a little bit last week. Okay. You, you could call that a subjective advantage. In other words, I'm not saying that what you're getting is actually qualitatively superior, but, well, you appreciate it. That's for sure subjective. You're appreciating it more is for sure subjective because that's just like, you know, your your impression or your feeling. But this is more like even if you integrate it better. Like, you know, if you uh, take a bunch of vitamin C pills, but you can't absorb all that vitamin C, so it doesn't even get into your system, right? Okay. As opposed to like eating the clementine. So I'm sure you're... I haven't had my nutrients for this, I'm sure. So you're getting the, the vitamin C from the clementine. Um, so it's not necessarily that there's objectively more vitamin C or better vitamin C in a clementine than in a vitamin C pill, but subjectively speaking, you're going to absorb it better. Yeah, okay, whatever. it's a marshal anyway. I have no idea if this is correct. At any rate, the point is, that's what we always say. We always say that something that you work for and that you earn, you integrate it better. Okay. What, what, what we're about to say here is a chiddush. We're saying more than that. We're actually saying that objectively speaking, what we experience when we eat matzah is objectively greater than what was available the first Pesach, even after midnight, during the moment when Hashem was revealed. And why? Why is ours greater? Because of the year of work that we... Okay. How we explain that? He explains it like this. We're saying this as an analogy, that along the same lines as the superior revelation of Shavuos, which Shavuos is Matan which comes after Sviros HaOimer, Shavuos, having come, come after Sviros HaOimer, has a certain advantage over the revelation of Shavuos, the revelation of Matan has a certain re- advantage over the revelation that took place during the, the Exodus. Because the revelation at the time of the Exodus, although it was a great revelation, like it says, Hashem in His glory and essence, came and took the Jews out. Nevertheless, since the revelation took place in the time of the Exodus, it was completely unilateral from above, it was fleeting. Temporary. Whereas through the Aveda of counting the Aymer for 49 days after leaving Egypt, getting the Tachtain, the created beings, the lower beings involved in doing some work, following the revelation, the unilateral revelation that came from above. At the Exodus, through the work that we got involved in right afterwards, we're able to draw down, in addition to the 49 gates, 
beyond the perfection of the, the 49 gates. Gam nun, even the 50th gate. Shigam That even this gate, the 50th gate, was drawn down through our work, Kameshakosov, like it says, You should count 50 days. What does that mean? First of all, we have to talk about Shar Nun, Bechlau. Nun Sharibina. There's a. It's from the Gemara. The Gemara talks about the fact that there were 50 gates of wisdom, of, of understanding, of Bina. And 49 were given to Meshur Um When the Jews were in Egypt, they were in 49 gates of impurity. And coming out of Egypt, they, were then, they then were lifted out by ascending 49 ascents, 49 gates of, of understanding. That 50th gate, generally speaking, is beyond. You can get 49, you can't get the 50th. It's unattainable. What I was saying here, that actually no, the 50th is attainable, which is what the verse is alluding to when it says, you should count 50 days. See, although we only really count 49, we don't count the 50th. The 50th is Shavuos. And oftentimes we explain that to mean, well, you can do 49, but the 50, 50th has to be given. Right? And then I was saying a little differently here that really even the 50th is something that we do, which is why it says, you count, meaning you accomplish 50 days. So our work... Not only is it able to draw down 50, 49 gates of Bina, it's able to draw down the 50th gate of Bina. Ubeshar nun gufa, and then within the 50th gate itself, there are levels. Nesef al bechina tachteni shabayshi shaykhis lamemtes shadim dugmas arich. Not only, in addition, to the lower aspect of Sharnun, which the lower aspect of Sharnun is Shaykh to the other 49 gates, which is the lower aspect of Sharnun, it, which should explain it. Sharnun, there are different ways of looking at it, but uh, which we're going to speak about, but Sharnun is sort of representative of Kesser, at least from one perspective. So like we've we've actually learned in other Maimodim that Kasser itself has Pinimias Kasser, Chatsenias Kasser. So because Kasser is the Mamutza between Ein Sof, the infinite, and Spherois, Avatsilos. So any Mamutza has to have has to be a bridge. And a bridge has to have one side on both it has to span both sides of whatever it's bridging. So that sort of has one side in the emanator, in the infinite, and it has one side in the emanation, the finite, creation, the world. So the higher aspect of Kesser, what we call panemius Kesser, 
is atik, moloshinatuk, removed. The lower aspect of kasser is called arich anpin, the long face, literally, which is sort of a model for all of hishtalshlis, which makes it a, a sort of a uh, predecessor to hishtalshlis. More of a has a more of a relationship to the to the emanation than the emanator. <coughs> so we're saying tisperu chamishim yoyi means that we're able to accomplish something with sharnun and sharnun is kesser and in sharnun itself there are two aspects. There's a lower and there's a higher. Not only are we able to access the lower aspect of sharnun, which would be which would correspond to arech, but gam bechina aliyena shabai, we're even able to access the higher aspect of Sharnun, which is above having any relationship to the lower 49 gates, Dugmas Atik, which that would correspond to the level of Kesser called Atik. And that is higher even than the revelation of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. So even though the time of Yitzhiz Mitzrayim was a revelation of the essence of Hashem, but what we were able to access 49 days later because of because we were involved, we were doing work, was far higher than what was revealed during Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. All right, so bottom line, what's the point here? This is only an analogy, because it's not a mimer about Shavuos and Pesach. The point is Shavuos and Pesach is an analogy. Right, exactly. This, that, that's, that's a mushal. Shavuos and Pesach is a mushal. The nimshal is... When we come to Pesach, we've had a whole year of being Jewish, of being mochoyev in tariag mitzvahs, of serving Hashem through, the, through, through our various obligations. And because of that year of work, what we're able to accomplish on Pesach is incomparably greater than whatever was available to the Jews on the first Pesach. Incomparably greater even than <coughs> what was available to them after midnight when there was that awesome revelation of godliness. Because you can't compare what happened when it was a freebie, like it happened to them in Mitzrayim, to what happens to us, which comes as the culmination of, of the work that we do. Does it make sense? Yeah. You hear what we're saying? I, just, I, I mean, I've said it before, but I'll, I'll, I want to say it again. It's a common theme in Chassidus that the advantage of that which you work for is that you're better able to internalize it. It's almost a truism, obviously. Something that you worked for, you're more prepared for. Okay. That's a common theme in Chizis, That what you work for, you're better able to internalize. Did they not work for it before? Hmm. You mentioned that they had um, a long time of the Makas and they were preparing to Look... You know, did they work for it? Did they not work for it? And to a certain extent, the whole idea of 
the Mesiris Nafesh of preparing for the Korban Pesach, which was the idol of Mitzrayim, and tying it up by the bedpost, and all that stuff was give, to give them schusim. Also bris milah, the dam milah and the dam Pesach, is to give them schusim. So, you say, did they really do nothing? No, they didn't do nothing. They did something. It was even longer time than that. Hmm. Preparing the Amunah and just keeping Shabbos or... You're saying during the whole 210 years? The time of the Makkas, you said. The time of the Makkas, the whole year of the Makkas. Okay. That's all true. But there's one factor here that makes everything incomparably different. And that is before Mountain Tayyar, but after Mountain Tayyar. You just can't compare. So did they, did they do nothing? No, they didn't do nothing. They did, they did something. There was participation, but it's not the same. It wasn't the same, because Mountain Tayyar is bit zero, that the, the, the spiritual realms and the, the, the material realms finally are able to... We're not talking before and after Mountain Tayyar, we're talking before and after Tzitz Mitzrayim. But before Yitzhak Mitzrayim is before Ma'antaira. So before... He's considering it's part of the process. I'm saying they were not able to... What, what they were able to accomplish, not only what they were able to accomplish, what they were privy to, what they enjoyed at the highest moment of revelation, meaning the post-midnight matzah, which was a product of such an intense godly revelation that dough couldn't even leaven. Nevertheless, that is not uh, that objective. Objectively, is not as high of a revelation as a revelation that occurred at Matantayra. And the only difference is, I mean, it's forty-nine days. But what what happened during those forty-nine days? The only difference is. And what we're saying is it's not only that they were better suited to internalize it, but objectively speaking, it was a higher level of revelation. Now that's just the mushal. That's just the mushal. The nimshal, what we're really talking about is when we eat matzah, the level of, of spirituality that is, that is in our matzah is incomparably greater than anything that was available before Matan Torah. Because you just can't compare what's possible now that we have mitzvahs to what was possible before they had mitzvahs. And it's not just that because we worked for it and we earned it, we're able to integrate it better, we're able to internalize it better, because that's only subjectively. Subjective. Objectively higher. Objectively higher. The Rebbe explains very specific. What does it mean objectively higher? We're drawing down Sharnon, and not just Sharnon, but the Pnimius of Sharnon, which is, which is, which is Atik. And, 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 and how, how is that possible? Because of the the kedima, the the preface of of work, work. Okay, so that's the first chiddush.
in this in this chapter. Now we're going to add that Rebbe pushes it even further. That Rebbe is suggesting an even bigger chidush. The milus hamatza shaonu eichlim laachem atentera alamatza shalaachem chatzeis shahoyaz. The advantage of the matza that we eat after matentera. The advantage of that matzah over the matzah that was the post-midnight, higher-level matzahs malevav in Mitzrayim. That advantage, he knows of how shahagili ba hamatzah shono eichlam ba'i dekdim ha'sohaveda dekiyah bekiyah ha'teira mitzvahs kedem ha'pesach. An advantage to what we already said, that ours comes at the after the culmination of a whole year of doing mitzvahs. It's not just the year that preceded that moment when you're eating matzah. It's your moment of eating matzah. Because your matzah that you're eating is a mitzvah. A post-matantayda mitzvah. A post-matantayda mitzvah. So the act itself, even without the whole preface, even without the whole year of preparation, your moment of eating matzah is a higher level. Because the matzah that they were eating after Chatzais, the higher level revelation, matzah, primarily the reason they were eating matzah and nothing else was because of the, the intense revelation that did, that did not allow dough to leaven. It was an incidental thing. But the fact that they were eating matzah, even though it was a higher revelation post-midnight than pre-midnight, it didn't have that power of being a mitzvah, a real mitzvah, a post-matantayda mitzvah. Whereas the matzah that we eat, living as we do after matantayda, is connected to the work of a person. Whether it's the work for the whole year leading up to Pesach, or it's even the work that we're doing by eating matzah at that moment on Pesach. Kiyam mitzvah sachilas matzah. That itself. Just the fact that we're performing a mitzvah by eating the matzah. Now, okay. I just want to go back a little bit. Just discussing what the Rebbe is describing regarding the the hamshacha, the drawing down of Sharnun through 
Sfiras HaOimer. What's the connection between the 49 and the 50? So 49 days, 49, what's 49 days? So seven weeks, seven weeks of seven days. Generally, that's weeks come in seven days. So you get, you get 49 days. But why 49 days? Because you're having seven middays. As all seven middays are kolol incorporated within each of the middays, so forty-nine is chesed bechesed, gvurish bechesed, tverish bechesed, and so on and so forth. Fifty, what's fifty? But there's there's nothing left. There's no more permutations. There's no more combinations left. You have 49 combinations of middays. So what's the 50? Cherry on top. So 50, they're called gates of Bina. Why are they called gates? They're pathways or portals out of Bina. Bina is Meichen. It's intellect. From Bina comes emotion. The emotions are an outgrowth of the intellect. So from Bina, you have all the different directions of potential emotional conclusions that can come from a particular idea that you understand well. Chesed Shebechesed, Gvur Shebechesed, Tver Shebechesed, and so on and so forth, all the way down to Malchus Shebechesed. Those are the gates that come out of Bina, so to speak. So what's the 50th? There's no more combinations left. The 50th is Bina itself. The 50th is Bina itself. And, yeah. Actual understanding? Raw Bina, the essence of Bina. And then... You have even higher than that. You have Bina as it is sourced in Kasser. The source of Bina. So when we talk about Tisbru Hamishim Yoim, you should count 50 days, there are different ways of looking at it. But, first of all, just to say that we even have a connection to the 50th itself is already a Chiddush. But then to say, within the 50th, not just Bina, but Bina as it is sourced in Kesser. And that, that's, so that's a second Chiddush. And then not just Bina as it's sourced in, in, in Kesser, but the higher aspect of Kasser, Atik, not Arech. That's a third Chiddush. So, what the Rebbe is saying is, 
we're able to access this incredibly high level and therefore the revelation that's taking place at the time of Matan is so much more superior to the revelation that took place at the time of Mitzrayim. And how do you see that it's, it's superior? I mean, you can say, well, this is uh, it's Sharnun, it's superior. Sharnun is a really high level. And not just Sharnun, it's Kesser. It's not just Kesser, it's Atik. Okay, fine, that you're, you're, you're using Kabbalistic terms. Fine, no problem. But how do you see, practically, how do you see? Very simple. There was a revelation that took place at the time of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. There was a revelation that took place at the time of Matan Torah. They were both really high revelations on my revelation meter. You know, they're both, they both were off the charts. Fine. Oh, this one, they say, this was Sharnon, it was Atik. Okay, whatever that means. Fine. Not sure I even have an understanding of what that even really means. But practically speaking, what's the difference in a way that we can, that we can relate to? Very simple. Very simple. Hmm? The effect. You have to look at what was the effect of the revelation. So there was a revelation after midnight. It was so intense. I'm talking about the, that night that, that they left Mitzrayim. It was so intense. Dough couldn't even leaven. Wow. That's, that's some intense stuff. Dough can't even leaven. But it didn't last. So whatever happened, you know, it made dough not, not able to leaven. It made firstborn Egyptians die. It was some pretty heavy stuff. But then it was over. The revelation that took place at the time of Matan Torah, it took place, and it had a permanent, lasting effect. Mitzvahs which, as we understand, means the potential to fuse the spiritual and the material. The, 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 the innovation of the concept of holy objects. It's an oxymoron. Holy object. Holiness is spiritual. An object is physical. It's an oxymoron. How do you, how, how do you put the two together? So, Matan the innovation of Matan was... That this could this could finally occur. So it's a much higher revelation. But here's the main point. All right, fine. So Matan Torah was a much higher revelation than what happened 49 days earlier when we were taken out of Mitzrayim. Fine. But explain to me what's the difference? What not, not what's the difference? We just explained what's the difference. What made the difference? What made the difference between the level of revelation? They were both incredible revelations, but one was much higher than the other. So what made the difference between the revelation in Mitzrayim, post-midnight, and the revelation at Matan Torah? The preparation. That was it. That was the difference. Our work. So that's the whole point. The point is, 
they had two levels of matzah in Mitzrayim. And, and one was before midnight and the other was after midnight. We eat our matzah before midnight and we have the benefit of post-midnight matzah. And then the Rebbe says, in fact, you know what? No, much, much greater. Because <laughs> even their post-midnight matzah can't compare to matzah that we eat. First of all, when we eat matzah, we've been doing mitzvahs for a whole year. Can't compare that. Second of all, when we eat matzah, even if you just take a snapshot of that second, of that moment of eating matzah, forget about any context before, anything you did all year leading up to that moment. That moment itself is the performance of a mitzvah. A matantoida mitzvah. You can't even compare. You can't even compare. Ours is so much greater. Gonna get through Gimel. So we should look for the test. How are we doing? Yeah, what's the, the, the <laughs> what's the minion situation? You know. Where are we up to now? We, we just need one. We just need one. Yeah. So, um, one of the my that it's referencing here, it talks about um, three phases. Of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim Sfirosa Eimer Matan which correspond to three months, Nisan, Iyar, and Sivan, which correspond to three Sfiros, Chesed, Gura, Tiferet. Right, so you have Yitzhiyas you can do it as, as, as you have Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim Sfirosa Eimer Matan you have Nisan, Iyar, Sivan, Chesed, Gura, Tiferet. So what's the What's the idea? The idea is like this. Nisin Umaloshin uh Nisim. Nas. So uh a Nas is Mulamai Lamata. Right. So it's unilateral. The Avish they did it for you. Chesed. Chesed is Chesed Khinam. Gratuitous kindness. Unearned. Ear, the second phase, is Gvura. Gvura is Halot, Milmata Lamaila, lifting up. 
What's in the year? Sfiras Haimer every day. In fact, interesting trivia, although nothing in Torah is trivial, but the only month of the year that has a different mitzvah deraisa, I mean, every day has a mitzvah deraisa, you know, Krishna, Tefillin, whatever, but the only month of the year that has a different mitzvah deraisa every single day is Sfiras Haimer, because every day you have a different Sfira to count. So even though there's Sfira in the end of Nisan, and there's Sfira in the first few days of first five days of Sivan but there's but Sfira Be'ikr is, is, is Ir and that's why Ir is Gvura Melmatelamayla Halo lifting lifting yourself up which Gvura is that's also Gvura is compared to fire Chesed is water water always seeks the lowest level right everything goes down because of gravity but Water is different because, you know, other things fall, but you could stack them up. You can't stack water. Water always spreads out low. So water is downward. That's chesed. And vura um, is fire. That's why, you know, you learn when you're a little kid that, you know, you don't hold the match like this. You have to hold it like this. So the Altareb explains that these phases correspond to a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim. There's a, there's a Pasuk in Shir Hashirim. Mashcheni acharecha nerutza haviyani melech hadarav. Mashcheni means draw me. Draw me means I can't do it, right? I can't leave Mitzrayim. I have to be removed from Mitzrayim. So I'm just, you know, take me out of here. But the second phase is we will run after you. Two things happen there. First of all, we switch from a passive Mashcheni draw me to an active we will run after you. Now we're active. And not just active, but we're moving fast. We're moving. We're running. We're running. Also, we switch from Lashen Yochid to Lashen Rabim. Why? Because Mashcheni only pertains to the Nefesh Elokis. Only Nefesh Elokis is being rescued. Nefesh Bahamas wasn't rescued, which is why it says in Tanya, in Pereglamet uh, Aleph of Tanya, that Kiborach uh, they ran out of Mitzrayim. What were they running from? At that moment, Pare wasn't chasing them yet. Pare was devastated. Pare didn't want to chase them. They were running, not because they were being chased, they were running from themselves. Because the Nefesh hadn't changed yet. Hadn't changed. Because Nefesh is only going to change through Avaida, through work. So Mashcheni, you saved my soul, that my Nefesh didn't teeter off into oblivion. But that's all that happened. The second phase, when there's Avaida, when there's actual work, when there's participation, now Nefshabamas gets involved. So this is what we're saying here, that because of the involvement, the participation, the Aveda in that second phase, not only are we subjectively able to internalize Giluyam on a, on a, on a higher level, but objectively, the Giluyim are, are on a far higher level. 
And that's the difference between Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim and Matan Torah. And that's the difference between our matzah and their matzah back in Mitzrayim. That involvement, the ability to actually do something, to accomplish something. And it's not just subjectively superior, objectively too. Which is a, a, a major, you know, it's a major chiddush here. Especially the level to which the Rebbe uh, attributes that accomplishment.